my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Oh, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope you've had a wonderful week and things are going super fantastic where you are in the world. I want to say thank you so much for the feedback I've gotten the last couple of weeks on the Change Podcast episodes. It has been really great to hear that these are episodes that you find helpful, um, especially last one that you're able to practically break down what change looks like for you. And so if you haven't checked out the previous episodes, especially um, episode 19, I believe, about are you changing or just thinking about changing, I really encourage you to check that out just to make sure you're on top of whether or not your habits are actually evolving into behaviors that you actually want or if you're stuck somewhere. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can starting from the bottom up and that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes on your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pots Foaming Wash and Wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot Wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot Wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the Foaming Wash and Wipes are plant-derived, 
backed by science, dermatologist approved, gynecologist approved, and hypoallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. So you've heard me share about my journey with vitamin D and how a deficiency was causing havoc in my life, causing depression that was not helped by therapy, emotional support skills, and other resources that I had access to because the source was organic and coming from inside my body. And it was only by healing my body with vitamin D supplements that I actually saw change. And I'm not alone with me being part of the 82% of black women in America who struggle with the vitamin D deficiency due to our melanin not being able to synthesize as much vitamin D from the sun. But Black Girl Vitamins is a proud black owned brand that develops vitamins to address the specific needs of black women like iron and vitamin D deficiency. Each purchase contributes to a scholarship fund that supports black women pursuing healthcare education. Plus they're vegan friendly and free from harmful additives. Try Black Girl Vitamins to see improved health in areas such as energy, fertility, and pregnancy support, balancing your blood sugar, and more. Get 10% off your first order with the code HEAL10 at blackgirlvitamins.co. That's B-L-A-C-K-G-I-R-L-V-I-T-A-M-I-N-S dot co and use promo code heal 10 to get $10 off. Take control of your health and level up your summer with black girl vitamins. It's time to make this summer your healthiest one yet. So this episode is going to be a throwback and not a throwback in a way of where I'm just going to repeat an episode from the archives, but earlier in the year, whenever there was a podcast with a hot topic, I would have a Q&A about that topic at the end of the week. And so one of those hot topics was how to know when it's time to let go. And so I had some questions submitted by some of you, our audience members, our listeners, and I was able to do a Facebook Live about it. And so this episode is going to be a throwback to those questions that I answered because they are still timely. Also, as you know, last episode, I asked because I'm planning the next 12 weeks or our final 12 to 13 weeks of the year's content, what you want to learn about. And some of the suggestions that I got were about um, how to have boundaries and know what's too much and what's not enough in relationships. And so the questions that I answered here are actually right on point. And so I'm looking forward to hearing how this may help you because we talk about romantic relationships in this Q&A. I talk about friendships in this Q&A. I talk about family relationships in this Q&A. And there's a lot of good timeless advice that um, kind of sometimes bears repeating and sometimes you need to hear in a different way. Before I get into that, though, I want to announce that the doors are open to the Black Girls Heal Retreat. And so I am so excited. Um, As soon as I got the information from our um, resort that we are staying at, I sent out an email to my mailing list um, because I wanted to make sure that y'all had the cost and the opportunity to sign up as soon as possible. And so um, I'm so excited for those of you who registered. Um, we're going to have a great time. 
the details for those of you who have been waiting and are not on the mailing list and do not follow me on social media at blackgirlsheal underscore on Instagram. Um, that was a plug for you to go ahead and make sure you follow so that you can stay up to date. But we are going to Cancun, Mexico, Secrets the Vine Resort, all-inclusive um, for five days, four nights from May 20th to May 24th, 2020. It is going to be an amazing time because not only do you have this all-inclusive, which means all food and drink and recreational activities included, there are going to be four days of really transformational healing, guidance, counseling that will come from me about how to increase your self-love, repair your relationships, and just really go deep. And so all of the questions, all the things that you have been dying to know, the support that you've been asking for, you get to meet me up close and personal. It's going to be an intimate gathering with just a handful of other women because I want to make sure that there is special attention paid to every woman who attends. You get all of that plus with an ocean view and cocktails and margaritas and tacos if you're a taco fiend like I am or whatever it is that you want at your disposal. There are payment plans available for those who would like to attend and you can get all of that information at blackgirlsheal.org slash retreat. Everything is included except for airfare because we're all coming from different places. But I cannot wait to meet y'all. I have so many special surprises and um, extra gifts and things that I can't share what they are without giving it away. It's bad enough I just told you I got some gifts for y'all. But, you know, for those of you who attend, it's going to be amazing. So go ahead, reserve your spot, go to blackgirlsheal.org slash retreat. And I want to meet you. If you do refer or bring a friend, there is a discount available for you. And so I want you to reach out to me in case you do. And um, you can share that discount with your friend. You can um, just keep it all for yourself. Um, it's totally up to you. So, so there's that announcement. And then, like I said, just another plug. I am planning for the rest of the year. So if there's a topic or a question that you have that you would like for me to go deeper in, please reach out to me and let me know by emailing me at Sheena at blackgirlsheal.org, by sending me a DM at Instagram at blackgirlsheal underscore, or of course, if you're in our Facebook group, you can go ahead and comment on a post and let me know more about what you would like to learn about there. And if it's simply that you like these Q&A episodes, we're able to ask questions and have them answered anonymously here on the podcast and going into detail versus um, a text response, which is sometimes what I do in our Facebook group, then let me know that too. And in case you are not a part of our Facebook group, go to blackgirlsheal.org slash group and join us there. Make sure you answer all three of the questions because I do not accept ladies who do not answer those questions. And if no questions pop up, then that means that there was probably an, an error on your side and you'll just have to re-ask to join later on if you get declined. So 
There's that. Without further ado, let's jump into this topic. A definition that you need to know for this portion is a trauma bond. I did talk about it in the Q&A, but I want to explain more the definition. A trauma bond is an emotional bond that is resistant to change because it's formed by ongoing cycles of abuse where there's positive reward and then there's punishment. And so you are stuck in this cycle because you are trying to get resolution. So abuse being any kind of emotional, verbal, mental, physical, spiritual abuse, positive rewards being things like compliments, being things like them being very nice to you, um, big romantic overtures, apologies, and you wanting more of the positives in exchange for the negatives, which are the abuse cycles, right? So the abandonment, the rejection, insults, um, game playing, all of that. So that's that's going to make sense once you hear the question, but I just wanted to explain that definition a little bit more. And so that's it for that. And I hope you enjoy this Q&A. So first question is, how do you know when it is time to let go? How do you let go without feeling like you gave up? So, um, and just as an FYI, there's a lot of questions here. Um, well, there's five questions, but they're not all going to be related to romantic relationships. We do have some about family that people submitted that I will be answering. Um, but this one definitely seems like it's more romantic. And so how do you know when it's time to let go? You know, when it's time to let go, when it becomes emotionally and verbally destructive and dangerous for you. You know it's time to let go when it has passed your standards and your limits for what you want in a relationship. What happens often is that we may compromise. We may um, start to lower our standards because we have so much hope and we see so much potential and what this could be that we get lost in the fantasy versus the actual reality of what's going on. So um, nobody's perfect. You are never, ever going to find someone who is in human form and is perfect for you. Uh, with the good does come flaws and weaknesses and growth areas and ways that we will just disappoint each other because we are not meant to fulfill other people in general. You know, um, because we're flawed, because we're human, um, that's never anyone else, anyone's responsibility. However, with us acknowledging each other's humanity, sometimes what we can do is we can put ourselves in situations where we start to feel depleted, when we start to feel defeated, when we start to feel as if we are no longer growing and we're stuck and um, depressed, and we're trying to convince ourselves that that is our new normal, that this is how relationships should and can be. And so what I would suggest for you is if you've done everything on your end to try and say you're with a partner and he or she um, is also doing their work and is still not working, then it's up for you to decide if this is going to be forever, is this how I want it to be? Is this something that I can accept? Because the other thing is there are certain things in our locus of control that we can change and that we can't change. And sometimes just the way that we interact with others, um, our chemistry, sometimes it is possible that a problem that you're going through will change down the road, maybe years, maybe decades, maybe months, 
You never know. But in this moment right now, can I love this person? Can I be happy in this relationship where it is right now? And if that answer is no, if it never changes, can I can I make it? Then it's up for you to figure out, well, then what's your next step? Um, and so as far as how to let go without feeling like you gave up, what I make up about that is how can you let go without feeling bad about it? And if you love someone, if you care about someone, you're going to feel bad. There is going to be regret. There's going to be, anytime there's grief, so when you break up with someone, you go through a grief cycle. And so just like if someone were to pass away, you have the bargaining phase, you have the denial phase, you have shock, you have sadness, you have anger. And what bargaining means is that you'll replay in your mind over and over, what if I would have did this? Or what if he would have did that? Or what if she would have did that? And all these different scenarios. And that is a normal part of the process. And then so if you... If you think that it's a sign that you shouldn't have let go because you're kind of trying to work through mentally what went wrong and who could have done what better, I think that's not a healthy expectation. Also, part of being a healthy person is going through that self-evaluation. You know, what went wrong in this relationship? What can I bring differently? How can I choose differently down the road, right? So there is that question. Then second question is, what actions can one take to move toward letting go of past betrayals? So this question can come either one or two ways. Either you're in a relationship with someone who's betrayed you before. Um, so there's infidelity and you're trying to figure out how to forgive and move forward. Or people have betrayed you in the past and, and it's still weighing on you. So let's go with the first one. If someone has betrayed you and you're in a relationship with them, again, kind of like the first question, you got to look at the patterns and you got to look at whether or not they're doing their work. Oh, I didn't say this with the first question. So if you're with someone and you're trying to decide whether or not you're going to let go and you're trying all the things and he or she is not trying all the things, or they say, I'm so sorry, and it's really genuine, maybe give you a gift, maybe y'all have this really great little honeymoon period, but at the end of the day, he or she does not change their behavior, then it is what it is. Like your partner is showing who he or she is, and there's no amount of you trying to convince them, you trying to bargain with them, threaten them, ultimatums. We spend so much time trying to get people to give us what we want them to give us, which is different than saying, this is my expectation. This is what I want from you. This is what I would like from you. And you hand it to them, you give it to them, and then they decide if they're going to meet you where, where you are. And if they show, and if they say they're not going to, then you need to believe them. If they say, okay, I will try, but nothing changes, and if even more down the road, they start to try to tell you that maybe you're asking for too much or um, you're too clingy or you're being unrealistic and this is just how relationships are. OK, they are entitled to that point of view and you need to decide, is this the type of relationship that I can be in if he or she is not willing to meet me where I am? OK, and that is different than someone saying, OK, I'm going to try and they do try, but they try imperfectly at first, but they keep going. Their movement towards change is because they want to change, not because you threaten them one night and you're like, that's it. It's over. Y'all didn't talk for a week and then they changed for a little bit and then they go right back to the same. OK, so when it comes. 
We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. When it comes to dealing with the betrayals, it's the same thing. If someone has betrayed you before, you watch their actions. You watch what they do. You watch what they say. You watch how they respond. There is actual trail trauma, if anyone wants to Google it, like a form of kind of PTSD when someone is cheating on you, especially if they're cheating on you repeatedly. It makes you doubt your sanity. It may give you nightmares, anxiety, of course, being very hypervigilant, feeling depressed, because this is a relationship that you are trying to figure out your part, their part. And if they're constantly betraying you, they're not telling you the truth, right? And you know they're not telling you the truth. And they may or may not be forthcoming. So you're doing all of this kind of paranoid stuff to try to give yourself enough evidence to feel feel justified in what you feel to know to be true. And again, what I said at the very beginning about we need to be grounded in the reality of what's going on in our relationships versus the fantasy. We have to be honest about what's actually happening. So as far as moving forward towards past betrayals, if you have a partner still betraying you, is this something that you need to move forward from? How many times can you forgive? And, or actually, let me say it this way, because I believe that forgiveness is healthy for you to do. You need, you forgive for yourself, but forgiveness does not mean acceptance. And so I think a lot of times, you know, especially the person who's the one who might be cheating or betraying is like, can we just move forward? And they've gone through the grieving process because they, they've known what's been going on for a long time and you need more time to get through it. This is just brand new information for, for you, Right. And so you accepting their behavior is just enabling the behavior more. If you have someone who struggles with being faithful, again, some people live with it. Some people have trade-offs. They say, okay, well, we have an agreement. They can have their type of relationship. And this is, these are couples that are not necessarily polyamorous. 
one partner wants to be monogamous, but the other one is not meeting them where they are. And so they decide to stay for the kids, for the money, for the prestige, the status, and that is their choice. But if for you, you're like, none of that matters and I need someone who's faithful to me, then you make a change. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Now, if you are someone, if this question is about you've had people betray you in the past before and now you have trust issues, that is a deeper healing process that you have to go through, that you have to unlearn. We talk about it in the Learn to Thrive program, um, our group coaching program that we do, but you have to unlearn that the world is unsafe, that relationships are unsafe, that you can trust. And so that's one part of it. Also, you have to learn in a different way. What are the red flags? A lot of times we try to learn how to trust people. and We put ourselves out there and we do a really good job, but we put ourselves out there with people who just betray us all over again and, val- and um, violate our trust. And then we have it reinforced. See, this is why I don't do people. This is why I don't do relationships. This is why I don't do friendships, whatever it might be. Right. But it's because our picker is off because our magnet is off, whether it's friendships or relationships or jobs or whatever, something in us, we find people who continue to betray us. And so that's why we have this world mindset that we can, we have to look out for ourselves and be independent if we don't know how to pick people who are healthy and safe for us. And even past that, maybe you are good. Like you're like, okay, I can tell that this is a good friend or a good potential relationship, but because you have your own issues, it's hard for you to let those walls down. Right. They have to prove to you that they are legitimate. And even then, there's not really anything that they could ever do to get you to the other side to actually believe them. So unlearning, doing healing, fixing your magnet is how you let go of past betrayals to put you in places that are safer emotionally. We have a free masterclass called How to Fix Your Internal Magnet, which is for everyone. It does focus more on romantic relationships, but it talks about how to spot unavailable people. And then also it teaches you our six step method on how to fix your internal magnet. So you can check that out at blackgirlsheal.org slash masterclass if you haven't watched it already. Okay, question number three. We have five questions today. Question number three says how to let go of soul ties. So when I read this, the filter that I read it through is through my Christian background. And when I remember learning about soul ties, what I was taught is that you pray through them. 
So it will sound something like, I bind and I cancel these soul ties. I release them because what a soul tie is, is basically what it sounds like, which is you're bonded to someone, even when they're not around, you might feel them energetically. You might feel them spiritually, psychically. You might constantly still think about them or assess about them. You might compare other people to them. You might just have some fixation and tie to them, even when you haven't seen from that, seen them, heard, heard from them for months, decades, years, whatever. And so through the Christian methodology, meth, method, I'm not going to try to say methodology. Oh, I said it. The Christian methodology is to, to pray it away, to release it to God. As I have grown in both my, in my professional and academic career and working with clients, I've come to call soul ties something else or to add another name to another layer. And that is called trauma bonds. And trauma bonds is whenever you are attached to someone in a way where no matter what you know to be logically true, whether or not they are toxic or not good for you, or just is not a good connection, you're constantly tied to trying to get them to be or do someone or something that they are not capable of doing. So all this stuff is really overlapping, right? The way you let go of a trauma bond and and let go of that constant need to get them to do and be and give you something that they can't give you, which is acceptance and love and validation and closeness and emotional safety, is first thing you got to do is you have to have some distance. You cannot let go of a trauma bond with someone, with someone that is almost like you're addicted to them. You cannot let go of that and still be their friend. You cannot let go of that and still have random connection with them. You cannot break a trauma bond and be looking at their social media, even if you never comment on it, because you have constant and consistent access to them. You have to do something called no contact. Because trauma bonds are related to our trauma, that's why the word is in there. So unresolved wounds that we haven't healed. And so whatever for whatever reason, this person is what we want and need to help us feel better. So if I get this man or woman to love me back for, or if I get this relationship to work, it's the last missing piece, everything will be okay. That kind of heaviness and pressure that we put on this relationship or person to make us feel better is not healthy. No matter the history, no matter the baggage, that intensity means it's more about us than about them or about the relationship. And we can't regain our center of control And there's no way to scale it back to where we reclaim our own independence and our own self-love. So if you have someone that you are around that you need to, that just feels unbalanced, like you kind of lose yourself whenever you're around them, it's a situationship that you want to break out of, and you know it's not going to end the way that you would hope for it to end, kind of deep down, maybe it's hard for you to say it out loud, but deep down, you got to go into no contact. I tell people at least 90 days for my people who are really scared, I say 30 days and just take it day by day and see how it goes. So if y'all have more questions about no contact, let me know. Maybe I can do a podcast episode or talk more about that um, on a different time. Okay. Question number four, when reflecting on a failed relationship, i.e. analyzing what went wrong, right, and what part you played in it, what part they played in it. How do you know, how do you do so without holding on to those hurt, bad feelings that led you to where you are now? Let me read this again. 
When reflecting on a failed relationship and analyzing what went wrong, how do you do so without holding on to hurt, bad feelings that led you to where you are now? So I wonder, the way I'm understanding this question, I wonder if this is a mixture of forgiveness. So forgiving the other person, forgiving yourself, the way that you forgive yourself is something called self-compassion. The way that we talk to ourselves and how we treat ourselves is very, very, very important. If we talk to ourselves like trash and if we're very critical of ourselves and we're like, damn girl, you should have known better, that same energy and that same attitude is what we're attracting from other people as well. It's not like sometimes the way that we talk to ourselves We're more critical because that's what's motivated us before to kind of have that kick in the pants kind of mentality. And all it does is it just feeds any shame. It feeds any feelings of not being good enough because you can motivate yourself without putting yourself down. You can teach yourself lessons about relationships without harping on your failures or harping on your weaknesses and saying, well, this is why I can't get relationships right because I'm so fill in the blank. Or if only I was so whatever. Or I need, I wish I was more whatever, okay? As far as without holding on to bad feelings about that led to where you are now, if that's related to trust issues you have because of how people have let you down before, I kind of already answered that question before as far as how to move forward. You have to unlearn those negative beliefs that everyone will hurt you. And um, there's definitely methods to do that. Um, kind of telling yourself not everybody will hurt you. That's great. But um, this stuff goes really deep and there's better tools that will help you with that, that we talk about in the masterclass, hint, hint. So take the masterclass. Okay. Last question. When you have family bonds that may never actualize, how do you let go of the yearning for that bond? I don't want to be cold or distant, but I also don't want to remain open to being hurt. Girl, this is a really good question. Okay. So how do you let go of yearning for the bond? Okay, I was going to say good news and bad news, but I don't know if it's mostly bad news. I'll just say it's news. So the news is, is that you don't ever let go of yearning for the bond to be close to your family because they're your family. Now, I know that there is a spectrum of people who have different relationships with their family members. So there are some of us who were extremely abused, even tortured, neglected, abandoned by our family. And for some of you, you may have heard people say to you, if that's your situation, well, you got to love your mama. She's your mama. You can't, you can't be mad at your mama. That's not what I'm saying. You have all right to be upset, hurt, regretful, even some resentment towards people in your life who did not give you or meet you where you were. It's not an invalidation of your feelings. What I'm saying is that it is possible and it makes sense for some of you, if you relate to this, to have had a really destructive and horrible relationship growing up or even currently with your family and still feel that pain and that wish that it was different. For you to still say, man, I just can't stand them. But, you know, you kind of mourn and you grieve this idea of this relationship with your mother, father, aunt, grandma, brother, sister that you could have had. You can do both. You don't have to choose between the two. And so when I hear or when I read this question that says, how do you let go of the yearning for the bond? I just this may or may not be what you want to hear, but I want to encourage you to accept that yearning because that's part of what makes you human. And that's actually a good sign that you want to connect. 
that you want to be close to someone, that they haven't killed that part of you, right? Because that door is not closed, that means that you'll be able to connect to other people as well, right? Um, That's one less thing you got to heal, which is a really good thing. So there's that. Now, as far as um, whether or not they're safe or people that you can actually connect to that will respond to you trying to connect. Some of us have been really trying to connect with our mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, whatever, extending olive branches, trying to initiate, and they don't respond, or at least they don't respond in a way that feels equal or feels healing. And so for that, I've said it a couple of times for other questions, but it, it relates here too, is practicing acceptance. Is accepting people for where they are and what they're able to give. And so if I wanted to get close to my mother and she just didn't know how to be in a relationship with me without being competitive or judging me or putting me down, no matter how much I've tried, no matter how much I try to communicate, that's just her stance. Then I accept that this is where my mother is. This is kind of who she is. She could change me one day, but she's not changing today. And because of that, I stopped trying to get her to be and do something that she is not. I love her enough to accept her where she is. And I love me enough, this is the key part, to change my boundaries around it. So I'm not going to keep putting myself in the line of fire, right? That doesn't mean I don't love her. It doesn't mean I'm not open to a relationship down the road. But today, the way things are right now, it's not safe for me to be there. And so that means I'm going to find a way to scale back. Maybe I don't call her all the time like I used to. Maybe when I do spend time with her, instead of me spending hours, I only spend 15, 20 minutes because I know that's around the time that either she's going to get mean or I just can't take it because she, she starts with me very, at the very beginning. So that way I'm able to be around her and have some kind of connection, but I change my expectations. Maybe because I know how she is, I have her prepared what I'm going to say or how I'm going to pivot the conversation or the boundaries I'm going to set set with her. Maybe instead of continuing to politely ask, hey mom, could you please not fill in the blank? I could say, okay mom, next time you do this, I'm going to leave, hang up the phone, whatever. And it's not in a threatening, kind of like I'm going to control you kind of way, but it's in a neutral, this is how I'm going to protect myself. I love you. I want to spend time with you. I want to stay on the phone with you, but I can't if this is what's going to happen. So I can call you back later, but I'm not going to keep talking to you now kind of thing, right? So I think that answers your whole question because the second part says, I don't want to be cold or distant, but I also don't want to remain open to being hurt. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 